Hello, everybody, people of the world, the universe, uh, the internet stratosphere. Uh, this is going to be another episode of the wonderful, delightful collective podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in. This is going to be a, a great one, just like every other one. I say that every time, but I really mean it because I have people on that I'm really interested in and, and I have a lot of fun talking to or interest in their work. Um, today I have um, my internet buddy who I've been talking with. We've been talking on email for what, a year or so now? Two years? I don't know. Off yeah, it's been a while. Just like secret, yeah. like little man crush admirers of each other's work. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i have I my hope our wife wives don't find out oh man it's okay dude. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> it's only going out to the internet for fucking eternity dude <laughs> yeah. they'll never figure out which link to click <laughs> <laughs> but uh i have uh, mike winkleman on um and before the podcast went on i asked him what he thought his title was and i was laughing because i ask every guest that comes on before i have them on i say hey what is your like umbrella title? Like, what do you like to kind of go by if there's anything? And and I have a hard time answering that myself. And and, and like I said, half the guests do as well. And and uh, Mike had some funny responses. He said he's a general internet person and a designer <laughs> dude. I'd also added in the motion designer dude because he he does design, but he also does motion as well. And he's really into all all things creative, it seems. Um, there, There's going to be links to his work and everything, as usual, at the bottom of the podcast. So you, get, you can get familiar with what he does. Um, the recent thing, I think, a big project that he just recently dropped was uh, the Transparent Machines thing, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was the last like short film that I do. I kind of sort of break it down into three sort of projects that the short films are stuff that I spend kind of like a year on. So that's kind of like a bigger project. And then VJ clips are something that I spend a couple days on. Yeah. And that's kind of more medium. And then obviously the everydays are just a couple hours. Yeah. So those yeah. are kind of the three sort of main projects that I work on. And then, you know, little shit here and there. Yeah. Which is cool because it seems like, um, uh, I think a lot of people in general, the creatives in the industry are people that are just working and doing this stuff. They have a hard time finding the time to give themselves to do their, their own thing. And it seems like you're one of those exceptions that puts um, a decent amount of effort daily into like learning or growing or just playing basically like finger painting, you know, with digital stuff or just, you know, I don't know, just having fun, it seems, you know, I don't know, is it fun for you, these, because you do the daily things, right, daily? Yeah, I mean, it's, it is and it isn't, I mean, it's fun in terms of, I get to, like, do whatever the fuck I want, and, you know, just kind of throw shit out there and try stuff, and, you know, I'm not answering to anybody but myself, and I mean, it's not fun in the fact that it's like, you know, right now I'm kind of staring at a mostly blank screen, and it's, like okay there's a thousand other fucking things i need to get done <laughs> present and all kinds of other bullshit <laughs> and so it's it's not fun in that respect but yeah. you know once i kind of get going a little bit and and if ideas are flowing good that day then then it's fun but if it's not then it's like uh just putting out some more fucking trash this is you know it's frustrating or whatever but <laughs> overall yeah i mean it, it's definitely definitely a fun project to to do every day well i almost look at it like 
I try to relate to, to something that I grew up with is like sketchbook, you know, like not every like sketch or doodle or idea is going to be a gem, but through the process, process of just creating you're you're, you know, every day it's like, I forget who it was, but like I uh, read one of the, like the famous script writers said that, you know, every day you do like 500 words or something like that, you know, like, mm-hmm. so you just, you show up to the fucking plate and then you bat and you know, eventually you're going to hit home runs, you know? So it's just as long as you're, yeah. as long as you're doing it. Um, that's like a big thing with the Stephen Pressfield's book, The Art of War. He's all about like. Oh yeah. And do you, are you do you subscribe to that kind of stuff? Are you into that? Oh stuff? yeah, no, I've definitely that book in particular was just like fucking like mind blowing for me, and just I've read it so many times, and and that book has is been very very influential in me, and just my whole way of. Uh, pretty much like approaching life in terms of, you know, what projects I should take on, what, what things I should do and where I should put my time and, you know, what I should, I don't know, just in terms of motivation. And I think it's just extremely, extremely like true. Yeah. Everything in it is just, you know, all the little bullshit things that kind of get in the way of, you know, doing you sitting down and doing, you know, your work. And, and that's what I think, you know, the everyday project helps sort of helps you stay honest in terms of that, because you have to sit down and do something every day. It's not going to be like, Oh fuck it. it, You know, three weeks went by and I didn't do anything. Yeah. So it it definitely, and even with bigger projects, because they're, they're sprinkled in through the everydays. If you look at, you know, past like transparent machines if you look at the you know six months eight months before that you'll see little pieces of the machines were every days yeah a little piece that i did that day and it becomes part of something bigger yep. so it's definitely you know a good way to even keep up with keep plugging away at at bigger projects as well absolutely and it definitely um it's cool like with what steven's doing there's a lot of guys there's like modern day like spiritual warriors or something you know that are helping construct real people are people with redefining what their destination needs to be i think that um there's been generations in society that have been a bit lost you know and i feel that Mm -hmm. there's been like a soul like a spiritual awakening it seems nowadays a little bit more than there used to be and it's really cool to see you know, books like that to be popular, I think in the past it was like, oh, that's hippie shit, you know, like people disregard it. But there's definitely, see, sorry, go ahead. And No, that's actually interesting you say that is because, well, I say I've read it the entire time. I've actually never read the entire thing. I've read the first two chapters because if I'm not mistaken, it's split into three parts, Yeah, I think. Yeah. And the third part it goes on all that like muse crap. Yeah. <laughs> See, that part honestly I've never read because I started reading it and it's like, okay, this is just getting real fucking weird. Like I don't really <laughs> I, I mean, I subscribe to part of that, but yeah. I subscribe more to the first part of it. it. Speaks to me in terms of like just shut the fuck up and like do your work and it's not that complicated. It will like ideas will fucking happen yeah. when you sit the fuck down. So, <laughs> but the rest of it though, I've never read. I've yeah. never read that third chapter. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's uh, I have it on audiobook because I have a real hard time um, sitting through a book that long. You know, 
um, because it is a bit is a bit long. And so um, I'll just have it on while I'm playing, while I'm working, and it's that subject like it's in my head, the, in my ears the whole time while I'm working. I digest a lot of books like that, audiobooks too. Um, but um, yeah, I definitely. I mean, a lot of this stuff it gets to it's like word salad sometimes like there's some really great books that like Deepak Chopra has written I think um some of them that have helped transform my life personally um like almost like like I said like a spiritual warrior of some sorts you know like I don't know how to put it any other way other than sounding cheesy but that's kind of how I look at it it's like they help you realize your like your pure potential like who you actually really are supposed to be you know and chasing mm-hmm. the dreams and like and 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 i think steven's way of like personifying um ideas like procrastination and shit was actually really brilliant because nobody's like given it given it that kind of like this is actually like a thing and we all fight it you know like this mm-hmm. is a shitty thing and that's what's cool that's what i really enjoyed and got out of it personally which is rad that's cool that you're into it um not a lot of people seem, I, I, I guess people I, are into it yeah yeah i haven't heard i've come across a few people who who have heard of it before but not as many people as i definitely think should and i think the other reason i liked it is because i never read books yeah <laughs> I like like that's literally never the at only all book i've read nope i never read books why is like, that i have um add or something some, eh, i don't even know if it's add i like reading but i like reading more like news like stuff and like oh, really? magazines or like stuff like that but i don't know for some reason it's just books something about them it just i, I read a good I think book i'm then. just drawn to yeah <laughs> and that's probably it actually yeah. for um lent this year and me and my wife aren't very religious per se but we were trying to like limit our screen time it's good so we kind of made up a series of kind of stupid rules that were very arbitrary and didn't actually make any fucking sense because obviously i'm still at fucking computer 14 hours a day (laughs) but but um so basically we were trying to to limit like recreational screen time so i did end up getting a book and like i read probably i don't know maybe like a hundred pages of it what is this said and it was book? really interesting and it, what's up what is this said book that you're mentioning um it was called abundance okay it's They're... kind of about like futurism like kind of like predictions for the next like 30 years roughly mm. not anything like art related more like technology related i like that but it stuff. was really cool and it, it yeah. was it was interesting to read but it's like as soon as the like you know, 40 days or whatever Lent is, we're over. It was like, okay, done with that shit. (laughs) And that's honestly the first, like, that's like more of a book than I've read in the last, like, 15 years. Because even through college, I don't think I read a book. Wow. Yeah, I don't I mean, you don't really need to, like, read books. Like, yeah, you have (laughs) textbooks chapters and shit, but you don't, yeah, you don't actually sit down and read a book cover to cover. So yeah. that Stephen Pressfield book, and I didn't even fucking finish that book. That's the <laughs> only book in the last 15 years. Oh, that's interesting. That's really interesting. So I literally haven't finished a book in 15 years. But you read a lot off the internet then, right? Um, Just like, yeah, just staying current with news and, and stuff like that. And I, I think I'm more, I don't know, drawn to like visual things and... Sure. Looking through Behance and Pinterest and Tumblr and everybody's, you know, 
shit on that stuff like that yeah is stuff that i find more interesting what do you think of this day and age that we live in where it's like uh i, w- I just i just finished watching yodorowsky's dune have you seen that dune i no, haven't seen that i've, I've not not heard. david not david lynch's yodorowsky's dune it's a documentary about the guy named yodorowsky who did he directed holy mountain you ever seen that very interesting i've heard about it that it's like crazy as fuck i haven't <laughs> seen it though oh, okay <clears throat> But what he was, the interesting thing that we got out of this, and you brought up Pinterest and Tumblr and all these things, and there's been a lot of articles that I've read about the whole insurgence of like this kind of collective mind, you know, collective hive mind mm-hmm. kind of that's happening. Um, mm-hmm. when, but the funny thing that this guy was saying in the movie is like, I didn't have the internet to find these like spiritual, like awesome dudes that I can go on this like mm-hmm. creative journey with. And it was interesting to me because now it's like you can click on the internet you can go and if you know where how to get to where you need to go you can find some really amazing stuff you know but oh, it's yeah but it's interesting it seems like there's been a lot of regurgitation constantly and maybe it's because it's there's just too much connection to it you know so it's like the ideas are just spinning off one another but there are some really great things out there for sure so but i guess it's yeah, like anything I, though you know i think it's i think it's more that it's I think there is regurgitation, but I think we're just consuming so much more fucking media than we used to. Yeah. Because you think about like 20 years ago or whatever, it's like you'd turn on the fucking TV and that's pretty much that. Open <laughs> yeah. Open up a newspaper. Now you're just constantly too. checking your fucking phone and what's on t- Twitter and then that last fucking five seconds. So it's like, it seems like, like things are, I don't know, they're like, it it almost seems like things are slower in a way that it's like, oh, I've seen all the same shit, but it's like, well, that's because I'm checking it every five fucking seconds. Information addiction, I think, or some sort. Yeah. I brought up I this book it's... that I've read that was interesting. It's about the human mind and, and how we develop, and then it's based off of like how we... Um, there's like a regression in mental capacity based off of how we're interacting with things nowadays, how like it's so quick. And so the book is, it's about kind of like when you don't read a book or you don't finish through like with an actual like established thought and create like this construct, which is like basically like flexing the muscle of your brain's ability. Um, it Mm kind of goes in atrophy and then it's like, it's like a um, like a feedback loop almost. It's just it's just really interesting. I mean, I love reading and just finding all kinds of weird stuff. And everybody's got these weird opinions and thoughts about like what they think what things are and stuff. It's just I don't know. It's just interesting, and it's interesting to hear like your take on it and stuff too. So yeah, I think I think it's. I mean, I agree that it seems like certain things seem you know regurgitated and memes that you know kind of get overplayed out but it's sort of compared to 20 years ago where it's like somebody like me who is you know living in wisconsin where how the fuck would i find anybody who's interested in the same stuff that i am like yeah, no yeah. fucking way <laughs> or so do you have like neighbors like typing in <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's just like, hey, are you interested in motion? They're all know, like, motion graphs. Yeah, you're like, Fuck no. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Yeah, no. It's just like, so I, I mean, I feel extremely, extremely lucky to be, you know, living in this day and age where I can very easily connect with people who have, you know, from all over the world that have the exact same, you know, finite fucking interests that are 
yeah, so obscure. You just so easy to find these little subcultures because I mean that's really all this is. You know, we're in a little fucking motion graphics bullshit sci-fi techie subculture. You see, yeah, you know, and everybody yeah. else can find their other fucking. Oh, I'm into you know fucking people with furry animal mask shit, whatever subculture. <laughs> I mean, everybody can find their yeah. their thing. Yeah, it's almost like they uh, discover that they're not alone, and there's um, there's familiarity mm-hmm. in it. But it's just very interesting, you know. Like, I mean, I'm a big fan of the internet. I think it's it's uh, it's like, you know, our second renaissance is based off of like the power of the internet. You know, exchanging mm-hmm. ideas, ideas beyond like you know, because when the when the pre- the word uh, the printing press was created that's i think that's when they said that's when the renaissance began because the spoken word became like a manifestation that created it could be met like um multiplied basically and then interpreted um like word for Mm -hmm. word and so like with the internet it's like it's even more powerful because we can exchange ideas through um moving picture you know and and uh in just the next age stage of what that's going to be you know more immersive it's really interesting um, where mm-hmm. it's all going, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, I can, I know that you're really into this kind of stuff because you're into creating content, creating, and, uh, you know, like you said, you're out in Wisconsin. It's like you use the internet as like a, a hub to commute, like to connect with, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's definitely allowed me to, to be able to get, you know, my work out there and, and find like-minded people. Yeah. I really, I really, like, I really dug, I think you were showing me some stuff with transparent machines, and I, I believe, I don't know, I think we were supposed to do it, you're, you're going to need some help, or I was supposed to help you with it or something, I don't, I can't remember. Yeah, I, We were supposed to do the podcast, like, 40 years ago, too, so <laughs> we've been really I'm bad so, at our communication with getting it done. Well, and that's on me, because yeah, I'm both so, of us. like, I'm so kind of at a, like, crossroads now with, like, wanting to like work with people like i am no doubt you could have like added so much better like design and like what i was looking for in terms of like you know it had some little ui elements and stuff like that like i have no doubt you could have done you know a much better job with that than me but it's sort of like i'm having trouble like i don't know if it's like giving up control or like It's tough because I really like doing that stuff, even though I know it's like, okay, yeah, he could have definitely done it better. It's like, well, I I like doing it, even though I know it's going to be shittier. You know what I mean? No, I think that's, I actually totally admire that and appreciate that. Um, I'm kind of like, I guess I go to the opposite of that spectrum where when I create, I realize instantly that I'm decent at what I do, but there's people that are much better than me. And so I'm just humbled by that. And through that exchange that I have with these people, like, it's like, I learned so much from that collaboration, Mm -hmm. you know, like, it's almost like, it's like I was talking about Highlander the other day with Anthony. It's like, it's like, you know, you work on something with somebody. It's like, if you get really close and you understand how they do it, it's like you like get their powers too, you know, it's like you become immortal from their powers, you know, like you get to understand (laughs) like in the nerdiest of ways of explaining that my way of interpreting like collaborative art, that's kind of like how I feel. That's what was really cool when I was working at like a place like prologue, because there was just like these rock stars, like, everywhere there and it's just like wow like how are you doing that and what are you doing and it's like 
damn now i have like so much ammo you know like i can go and like figure out how oh, to do yeah. this and how to do that and stuff so that was really cool but um collaborative art for me has been a really interesting like a really cool blessing i think in disguise i didn't never really thought of it uh, as being a like a, a big thing that i was going to do and but um as i go further into like directing and stuff i realize that it's all about your collaborations and stuff you know mm-hmm. who's on your team but no definitely to go back on it i mean it's cool and i think that we live in a day and age and especially somebody like you is a bit of a renaissance man you can do it all you know like if you really want to there's no need to have tons mm-hmm. of collaborations and I it goes say faster I wouldn't say I can do it all. I can try to do it all. There you go. But it's sort of like... But you did it, it, it though. You it did does it. suffer because it's sort of like... It doesn't turn out as good. So it's sort of like... It's definitely a trade-off trying to do stuff. But no. And that's, I think... Yeah, I've never worked in an environment like that. I've never... I've never been around like... You know, worked on like a huge team on something like really big that, you know, lasted... You know, I'm assuming some of these were month, year-long projects, or you know, at least a year, or whatever, and and worked like super, super closely with people where we're you know bouncing things back and forth, you know, and and so it's like that that part of it is, you know, I would love to do that more. It's just I haven't, I don't know, I just haven't. Maybe you haven't found the right collaborators, you know? So it's just a matter of you yeah, finding, like, the right collaborator that you're, like, smitten with and it makes sense, you know, and and it works. Because, uh, yeah, everybody has um, their their opposite that is good to collaborate with in a different spectrum, you know? Like, because you're married, so you understand how it is, right? Mm-hmm. So you understand. I mean, I don't know. But it's interesting, though, if you find, like, a creative team or people to collaborate with well, and, and I- stuff. There has been some. I mean, there's definitely, sure. it's not like I've never worked with people. So there, there's definitely been some, you know, people and teams that I've worked on and stuff. And and I completely agree with what you mean, like, in terms of uh, getting, like, learning so much from those people. Absolutely. Like, those. Has, I think maybe it has to do more with, like, this being a personal project. Sure. In terms of it being, like, feeling like maybe just having trouble letting go of some of the control of it because it's sort of like okay well this is you know i could do whatever the fuck i want here so i kind of want it exactly how the fuck i want it yeah so i think maybe maybe that's more part of it than than just the like collaboration because i do like you know i have worked with people on you know other projects and stuff it's just maybe not because of maybe it's because of the personal thing that it's I don't know, it's such a hang up for me, I guess. Totally. And I don't want you to, th- I think it's cool. I don't think it's a weakness or a problem or anything. I think it's actually, especially with the, when it comes to that, it's more you. So whether, you know, like you're saying, whether people like it or not, or if it's like you think it's crap or not or whatever, it's still, it's you, it's your effort, you know, and that honest, mm-hmm. direct effort, it's just, you know, at the end of the day, you can't really touch that because that's what it is, you know, it's like, well, if you love it or you hate it, that's it, you know, so... And I think it's better for people to like love or hate rather than like, you know, like, oh, it's cool. It's like, no, you should either hate it or you should love it, you know? So that yeah, way. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Yeah, but no, that's cool. And and so what actually, so how did this, so you're doing your dailies and then um, that kind of culminated into this thing that you wanted to do. And it's, and it has like a, a kind of like this interesting, uh, 
narrative political like uh kind of it's not preachy but it's got it's got connotations to you know a darker opinion of like technology right and just like Um, how it's being used and stuff yeah it wasn't and that's not really it didn't it didn't really mean to come off that sure i'm not i don't think it did but i'm just saying that's kind of people could probably interpret it like that yeah, and I think they definitely could. It was actually more meant to be like, like you know, I saw all these people, you know, posting stuff on Facebook about, oh, the NSA is fucking evil and blah, 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 and they're taking our things. And it struck me that it's like, okay, you're so concerned about privacy, but you're posting shit on fucking Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Like, Posting co- complaints about privacy on Facebook to me seems like it's like, <laughs> really, dude? Like, you're on fucking Facebook. Yeah, get off Nobody of it. Had, like, yeah, if you're so concerned about you know privacy, then it's sort of like shut down your fucking Gmail account, shut down your Facebook account. Like, those are things where you're just straight up giving away your privacy. Like, yeah. it's fucking gone. You're trading it for the convenience of these services and i personally don't have a problem with that same like, for me I've too made you know peace with that i mean what i don't it, give a shit if fucking facebook knows about this or that and tries to sell me some bullshit i've got ad block installed i don't see any of the ads anyway well and also you're a thinking so, human being so it's like yeah i'm not gonna go buy a jeep cherokee go fuck off you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's sort of like whatever and i realize it's like okay they're fucking businesses they have to make money they're not sure. fucking public services yeah. i think people look at like Facebook now is like a fucking public utility like water. Where yeah. it's like, oh, they're they're fucking with my blah blah blah. It's like they don't owe you shit. You don't have to fucking be on Facebook. Yeah. Like yeah. close your fucking account. But it's sort of like this isn't part of like some public service. Yeah. So I think people people have taken so which I find interesting, so quickly have taken ownership where they feel like they're like owed something by Facebook or, or Google or any of these companies. It's like Okay, they don't give a fuck about you. They're trying to make a buck like any other company. Yeah. No different than Exxon or any other fucking McDonald's or any other company. That's, they are that's looking the problem. to make maximize profits. That's the big problem, I think, with what the internet actually is. It feels like it's all free. People yeah. don't realize and it. It is kind of all free. Yeah, it I is. Mean, it is free in a sense, but well, it's sort of like well, they got to make money somehow. Yeah. So it's like that's selling your information. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're okay with that, otherwise you would be paying, you know, whatever per month for Facebook. They could do that. They could be like, okay, we're not going to sell any of your fucking information. Facebook is $10 a month. Yeah. It's like yeah. People, would, people wouldn't do that. They'd be like, fuck that. Yeah. So it's like, that's it. Those are the only two options. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and it's, I mean, it's to me, I don't really care. Uh, it, it, it doesn't bother me. It was, and I don't think most people got that from the, the video i think it came across more as like facebook is evil google is evil and that's really not i own stock in both of those companies i hope they make a shit ton of money so it's like i don't i don't know i don't see them as evil companies i see it well as, they're just companies they're just companies yeah i mean every company's trying to make money i don't i don't think any of them are really fucking trying to be evil if they do shit that's you know not great they're trying to make a buck with just like anybody else i don't know but i think you said it like it, it's you know you have the choice to subscribe or not really so if you don't i think people just think that they should get it and, I, and that makes sense i mean i i get that and it's like 
I get why people are like, that's my privacy, this is my thing, and this and that. I say, mm-hmm. I say hey, I get that. You're entitled to that. You own that. It's it's you. You know, you're born with that. But when you do subscribe and you plug into this thing called the internet, guess what? Everybody's gonna see everything if they want to. You know, there's it's yeah. ones and zeros, and they can track that. So, and if you have a problem with that, then you just maybe it's not for you. You know, so. But at mm-hmm. the same, I mean, I get both arguments too, and I and I can see like that's kind of fucked. You know, kind of s- shitty. But at the same time, if they're going to use their your information to kind of help sell things to you, who knows? There could be a, like, let's look at the positive of that. You might like, there might be this like really awesome product that you have no clue about until like they find that you need it and it helps you, you know? So mm-hmm. that's totally on the opposite spot, side of the spectrum, but it's a possibility of what could be the outcome of such a thing, you know? So, but most of the time it's like, hey, buy some McDonald's and get fat and shit. It's like, <laughs> it's like fuck off. Yeah. It's, find a fucking it's, McDonald's, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's tough because these things, it does, it, to, to be fair to people, it doesn't feel like an option now. Being like, I'm not going to use, you know, Gmail. I'm not going to use fucking sure. Facebook. Sure, it's too embedded. So like, okay, yeah. well, you can do that, but, you know, I've got two friends. My dad's not on Facebook, and I know have one other friend that's not on Facebook. So it's sort of like, you can, but you're kind of, like, missing out on this conversation that, like, all of the rest of your, like, friends are having. Yeah, the tribe. And it's sort of, and it's sort of like, to me, it's like, if you kind of you know, keep a, keep an eye on your privacy settings. It's not really like, yeah, the company knows, but the company doesn't really like, they don't give a shit about you personally. They don't yeah. know you personally. So it's not like, oh, I'm spying on, you know, this specific person. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should, maybe I should care more about privacy than I do, but I just don't. Think well, maybe that just goes to show you don't care and you're okay with transparency, you know, like you, you know, that's like a funny thing. Like, I think Joe Rogan talks a lot about it in his podcast and he's a little bit more towards like, what the fuck, you know, like well, these people shouldn't know it. And I get that, but uh, you know, it's part of the industry and the whole thing. It's, it's kind of like, it all comes from like one kind of quote unquote evil source in a sense where it's like uh, economy, you know, the commerce of it, money, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's like a seated bad thing that just it's still a part of the system and it won't go away for centuries it just won't it won't Mm -hmm. it won't dissipate because it's just so ingrained what it is so everything that has this kind of bigger power is just that's what it is and 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 part of me thinks that it has to be there for a certain reason you know like if not it would just like there would be no there would be this lack of everything it'd be no control there'd just be chaos you know and and uh, humanity needs that in order for us to continue, I think, you know, so, and usually it seems like the common denominator to a lot of this stuff is the currency, you know, it's like, hey, if you sit mm-hmm. at that computer and you push that your mouse that many times and do these many actions, here's some money for your effort, you know, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, like, I think it's, I think it's human nature, and I guess maybe I don't take such a distrustful view of the government and corporations and shit like that i mean i think you have to be mindful of their motives but it's sort of like i don't know there's just these corporations are run by people and yeah people are gonna do fucking shitty things to other people but 
Yeah, well, that's a at bit, the end of the day. I guess argument. I guess yeah. I believe people are still inherently good. Well, if we weren't, so. that we wouldn't be in a society. That's you know, hands yeah. Down. I mean, but, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there, that's that's a whole different can of worms. You know, the politics of it, and and I don't know enough about politics to get my mind into a conversation about it. But yeah, it does. It gets really fucked up when like people in power start to look at other humans as just numbers and shit. You know, and that's really. Mm-hmm. And that's and it, it, like for me, it always the the conversation of these things always breaks down to the fact that there the there's just too many fucking people out there, and that's yeah. the cause of all, almost all of the problems. You know, like the social breakdown of everything, the 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 growth, the exponential growth, the devastation of the the earth, and all that kind of stuff. And we're all a part of it. You know, whether we know it or not. But yeah, it's interesting what the internet's doing though for everybody and how it's changing and exposing people to these truths of what's actually happening. Like that Sea World thing that recently came out. I didn't watch it because I have a. World thing? There's a documentary, um, the Blackfish. Black I think it's called. Yeah, I didn't watch it because I have a hard time watching that stuff. I'm not I have a real difficult thing with animal cruelty. But um, I've never liked Sea World and never. Um, I only. I only have gone once, I think. Um, I'm just not a big supporter of it. And, uh, I mean, I get it why it's there and the purpose of it, but it's just, um, shit like that just bums me out. So, and, and then it's cool. I mean, it's actually interesting when, when a do- an honest documentary, because that's what it sounds like, is just explaining, like, well, this is what's happening, you know? And people are aware of it, and so then people are aware of, like, you know what, let's just not have this, you know? this We don't mm-hmm. need to have fucking sea worlds in order to like ex- enjoy like sea sea life you know like it's mm-hmm. not worth that you know and so the the ability to have people share these ideas and stuff and expose like some possible truths is interesting you know so mm-hmm. yeah but, i haven't seen that either but it seems, seems interesting like an interesting thing i don't I, has has that hurt them that much i don't know i haven't i haven't really heard it. anything about the yeah i haven't ramp, followed it about the ramifications Fallout from it or anything yeah you're all fuck have stock in that too <laughs> <laughs> fuck my he's fucking up my sea world stock my sweet sweet sea world stock no i haven't i've uh i haven't seen that i saw that have you ever seen i think it was called the cold about the like dolphins and shit that they were just uh, wailing on for like dolphin meat or something in japan oh <laughs> you probably wouldn't want to see that either. No, it's, it's pretty. I pretty mean, I can watch up. it, but I just get like it's really emotionally draining for me. You know, like I just feel mm-hmm. the the biggest problem I have is is uh, I just feel helpless because I like I'm I want to do a change, but I'm just like either I'm too lazy or I'm not courageous enough to like change my whole life to fix something like that. You know? Yeah. And it's just, and I just yeah, feel kind of like hopeless. I'm like fuck, I suck. I just I, it's like almost like when you sit there and you watch like those commercials for the starving kids. And you yeah. don't you don't give them money and you just feel like, dude, I just feel like I just like I ate really bad Jesus. food, <laughs> and I'm yeah. sitting there with well, it. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's tough because it's like when I watch you know a movie or a fucking episode of this or that, you know I'm watching it to just like relax and pretty much like turn my mind off and sure. just be entertained. Will and Grace, so it's right? Like, I really I haven't watched like many documentaries lately at all because oh. it's like a lot of them are like that they're yeah. like fucking like they're about some issue that's very interesting but it's like okay i'm just gonna fucking shut that off and never <laughs> fucking do anything about it and now i'm like fucking depressed as shit so it's sort of like <laughs> yeah i understand that. it's been 
really slacking on documentaries lately because of that. How dare you? No, I think a little bit of, of, I guess, you like mental poison or whatever is good, you know, to kind of stimulate yourself. I think it's important personally uh, to, you know, activate those brain cells or get your mind going at every day as much as you can, you know. It's just in expanding your mind and learning and, and finding out new things. I think that's vital to growth, you know. But um, mm-hmm. it's just really interesting to see all these documentaries. And what I'm getting at here is that the internet seems to be bringing all these things together, which is awesome. You know, it's able to show and explain and express to people beyond words. Um, you know, in- interesting mm-hmm. topics. You know, so. But we're totally going off the topic of art. <laughs> we're not even talking about art anymore. I guess we are. <laughs> it's it's the con it's the consumption of muse i guess you know the the chapter that you totally looked over which would give you the answers <laughs> to all your problems <laughs> skipped it pass you're all fuck this hippie shit too long didn't read <laughs> now that end chapter is cool man it, it he breaks down some really cool concepts and stuff there's been a book that i've been preaching about a lot um for people is uh um eat that frog have you ever read that one i've never even heard of it it's fucking killer. Um, get the audiobook if you want, if you can, and listen to it. I don't know if you do audiobooks, but actually it's pretty cool. But um, it's the same, kind of, really same kind of stuff. It's like Stephen Pressfield, but it's more articulated, I think, where it's like, if you don't, if you can't go away from, like, um, art, the war of art with, like, a plan, you take this mm-hmm. book and it's got all the tools that you need. So it's like, he just, like, breaks down, like, 21 steps or something like that. So he's like, you know, first you wipe your ass... And then you get out of your sweatpants <laughs> and you put some fucking proper jeans on <laughs> and, you, and, you, and you go run a mile. No, I'm joking. And just like all these like good steps and, and, and practices and precautions to get yourself to where like your purest potential is and your, because he breaks down like every, every action has a reaction obviously, but it has, every action should be towards like your main goal. And you don't, mm-hmm. if you don't know what your main goal is, like, that's the first thing you have to figure out. And then you, like, focus on, on that main goal. And every, you know, it could be a very big abstract goal. Like, what's, like, I was going to ask you, too, like, if you're, what would be, like, a dream project for you? Like, what, or what, like, if you woke up in the day or whatever tomorrow and, and you in life just gave you a blank, blank slate and, and just said, hey, here's, you, you can do whatever the fuck you want. What, it, what would it be? Um, it would probably be what I'm working on right now, I guess. There you go. Just because... But you have a day job too, know. though, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's... I, I think I think I would always need that, like, balance of, sure. like, you know, doing stuff to get paid and doing what I want. Because if you were just always doing what you want, I feel like it would almost... I don't want to say lose meaning, but it's... It's kind of, I don't know, I feel like you need something to ground you and make you appreciate that time of like, okay, now I'm like doing what I want. Sure. I don't know, it's it, it's tough to say, but I, I think it's, I think I'm okay with not having unlimited time to, to you know, work on exactly what I want. I don't, I don't think that would... And I think because I, I learn stuff from from um, you know the projects that I don't 
that I can't do whatever I want because it forces me to like learn different skills or this or that. So it's, I think there, there's value in that too. Not just being able to do whatever the fuck you want and sometimes needing to like learn something sure. because somebody wants you to do a specific thing. So I, I think there is value in that too, but I don't know. I, I think I would, I don't really have like, I don't, you know, I don't think, oh man, I'd love to like direct a feature film or something like that. Is that something like, what, what would you, what would be your, you know, super ultimate dream job be? Uh, and I'm doing it. So yeah, it's the same thing. Um, and, and, and there's times where I'm not doing exactly what I want to do. So there's like an in-between. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, there's goals, you know, but I don't know. Like yeah, I, I mean, it's, yeah. them, you know, so I don't know. But I, I hear you though. I, I think that you're, you're, what you're saying is that you like to respect the, the special time that you're mm-hmm. able to have, you know, mm-hmm. and you put through like all the drudgery and shit through to get to that like goal, you know, or that like sacred time. And yeah, I've had, um, I've seen that happen with a lot of creatives too, when they get what they wanted this whole time because i think what happens is you think that's what you want but you don't have a clue about that it's actually not what you even thought it was going to be you know so Mm -hmm. like like you said oh do you want to direct a feature yeah but it's like that is so broad and i could it could probably be it could be like the coolest thing or the worst thing in my life you know so it's just like yeah and there's so many factors in between to do that you know whether that would work or not but of course i mean the power to have more control and to have more stuff but at the same time with more responsibility comes more like struggle you know and and Mm -hmm. hardships you know so it's like a two-way two-edged double-edged sword kind of thing you know so but yeah yeah i think i'm living it though yeah I, and I think, you know, when I think about something like that, it's like, I don't, my life's pretty fucking simple. Like, it's, you know, get up, deck yeah. around on the computer, you know, work, blah, blah, blah. And that's, has spent it's time with baby my family. Now, yeah? And that's it. Yeah, yeah I've got a, um, uh, almost eight months. Yeah. So it's like, baby. that's obviously a big priority, too. So it's like, big you know, change, too, huh? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was it was definitely a big change. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't because it's not like I was like going out and you know partying and getting hammered. <laughs> or whatever. We're pretty settled. Not all of our friends. You know, we were like one of the last people to have kids, so it wasn't it wasn't a huge huge change in terms of you know my social cir- circle or how we spend our days. It's but you know it's definitely a change in terms of you know now obviously we have a baby around and need to take into consideration when planning this or that yeah it transformed me i thought but i mean everybody it's interesting what happens to people when they become parents you know it's a whole different it's a different like i don't know some people completely change and some people change in different ways you know yeah for mm-hmm. me it like it, it made me realize that there's more there's more to, to the picture than just what i thought you know and then mm-hmm. it's constantly like, because kids develop, and you're going to develop with that child, so you're going to constantly mm-hmm. change. So even if you're like um, 40 or 50 years old and you have kids, like your kid is a child and a baby, and so you re-go through all those stages, you know, because yeah. you're living it with them. That's why it's really interesting for me when people choose to have like lots of kids over like this period of time. It's like, mm-hmm. what an interesting life that must be because they're constantly in those like, 
different zones. Like they're no oh, now like Tommy's a uh, teenager now, so like he's dealing with like puberty and that shit. So I have to deal with it too. You know, it's like <laughs> what an interesting uh, life that would be. You know, so having families yeah. and stuff. Do, do you find it challenging to? to be the creative self that you are and have a kid still? And has that been kind of a, a challenging, uh, I don't know, adjustment yeah, it's for you? Or? It's definitely, I mean, there's less time overall just because, um, you know, obviously you need to take care of her and, you know, spend time with her and stuff like that. Like um, a baby girl, huh? Yeah, baby girl. Um, and so... So, yeah, it's definitely been that. I mean, I think we've been lucky in that she, I mean, she goes to bed at 7, 7.30 at the, like, absolute latest, sometimes 6.30. So, you know, I usually have a couple hours to to get some stuff done before I go to bed and, and, and that. So it, it hasn't been terrible. I was, I think I was thinking it was going to be a lot worse in terms of like, oh my god, I'm never going to have a free second, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure there'll be obviously <laughs> once we're dragging her to soccer practice and blah, 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 and all the other shit. I'm sure there'll <laughs> oh, you'll, I mean, I mean, you, if you, you'll be able to juggle it. You know, like my daughter has like competitive dance and she's a freaking, I'm like a professional bus driver like half the time and stuff, you know, so mm-hmm. it's definitely easy if you want it. She's nine years old now, so yeah, okay. she's, she's but she's about to start the change. The big change is about to come up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious as to where she's gonna take everybody in the family. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, women, they'll drive everything too, you know. So yeah, it'll be interesting. But yeah, I mean, are you guys planning on having more kids or just your daughter? Uh, we're kind of focusing on her for the time being. It's kind of kind of up in the air where where it goes from there. Um, I mean, I definitely we're not going to have like thirty kids, but <laughs> is your possibly. wife a creative type as well? Um, not really. She's a first grade teacher. Um, oh, okay, cool. and she's actually she's staying home now with her, so it's been been fun for her to. You know, she and she loves staying home, just being able to to focus on taking care of her and focus on a classroom of one. So, yeah, so that's yeah. Been, been a you know really nice change, and you know it's nice having her home just because she can you know get stuff done, and 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 so we have more time to just be able to you know relax and that stuff when I get home. So it's definitely definitely worked out pretty good so far. So. She understanding of your creative habits and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody in my my family is. Uh, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to, you know, I wouldn't be able to do half the shit I I do if they weren't just insanely, insanely supportive. And you know, my my parents too. My dad just came up. My fucking power supply on my uh, computer just took a shit yesterday and my you know dad came up and i don't know anything about hardware so he he came up and you know looked at it and kind of kind of helped me out so it's like everybody in my family is you know just insanely insanely supportive so that's definitely that's definitely helpful in terms of being able to you know get stuff done and and this and that yeah that's good so and, and actually she, she my wife has actually started her own sort of it's on every day, but she's she's been trying to get better at, um, or she wanted to learn, 
you know, about taking pictures to take pictures of, of Emma. So she um, has been taking a picture every week and posting it online. And, and she also does that with, um, like, recipes and, like, crafts and stuff like that. So so she's got her, like, outlets, you know, in terms of, of stuff like that, that that she likes to do, little projects and stuff. So it's definitely That's great. cool. I think, I think she's going to grow up to be a very nerdy, nerdy little girl. <laughs> a nerdy little nerdlinger. It's interesting where, like, how the term nerd and that has kind of, like, become, like, it's okay, you know, like, people are okay mm-hmm. and more accepting of just, hey, you know what, I'm not a jock, I'm not a sports guy, I never was, I don't really care for that. I can tell you that. <laughs> you never know, man. You never know what your kids become. That's true. She's, because she's, right now, she's in the, the, um, like, 90th percentile for like height and weight so she's just a friggin monster child so i mean who the fuck knows maybe she'll grow up to be like a world-class wrestler or something or like something <laughs> maybe wwf possibly she's the next china i have no idea I don't <laughs> it's possible yeah you never know man you never know and that's the that's actually the cool thing and the scary thing you know but that's cool man i mean i think a lot of people have have had challenges with you know the balance and stuff sounds like you're pretty even keel though and and uh you're just you know enjoying the the process of just you know going through the motions of of being a dad and having a child and you know all that stuff yeah I think we we try and keep it as as simple as possible, and I try to you know not bite off more than I can chew in terms of commitment commitments to things, and and you know Jenna's the same way. So we we definitely try and keep our schedule and and life as simple as possible. So I think that definitely helps in terms of just being able to have time to just relax and and just do whatever you know. Yeah, no, that's good, dude. It's really good. Yeah, because it's like uh, it's all choices, you know. Like if you choose to have a more simple life, it's probably better, you know, because it's just you're able to focus on the core things that matter, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's easy to get distracted. I think I find it to be really easy. So, but well, and I think know. it's it's probably easier to get distracted when you live someplace cool like that. But we live in the middle of you know, but fuck nowhere. So there's there's fucking. <laughs> That helps. There's fucking nothing to do. Absolutely fucking, especially in the winter. It's like okay. Yeah, it gets cold up there. Otherwise, it's like there's fucking nothing to do. So I Mm. mean, it it kind of pairs down your choices pretty quickly. (laughs) Yeah, in San Diego, there's a shit ton of distractions down here because it's so beautiful out all the time, and all I want to do is like go go for a ride on my bike or something or. I don't know. How close are you to the ocean there? We're probably like, I don't know, 12 minutes away from the ocean. What? 12, 15 oh minutes. God. Yeah. Far yeah depending on how stuff. fast I get over there. <laughs> but the ocean oh. here, I mean, I grew up in Hawaii, so Hawaii has like the really great temperature ocean. But so here this in the is water here. To you? This is terrible to you? Living in San um, Diego no, I, is I, shitty. I, yeah, I don't go in the ocean in San Diego much, to be completely honest. <laughs> really? Why? It's yeah, it's it's too cold, man. For me at least. I don't know. I'm a total puss about it what though. Is, what is the temperature of it usually? Uh you have to wear a wetsuit, so I mean it's it gets cold. Oh, it's like so. super, it's like 
I mean, I don't. It's not like I think people think it's like hot or something. It's it's not for me at least. It isn't like some. I mean, even in, in the, the hottest of the in the summertime, it warms up. Yeah, it's definitely like you can you can trunk it like you wear you can wear shorts, but um, but you know that's only there's a there's just there's not a big window of that because the ocean. I mean, the there it's huge, it's vast, and you have all these different currents coming in from everywhere else that's cooling it down. You know, so. Um, I, I know this because my dad would pull me out to try and go surfing with him, and it's just like, fuck this, dude. The waves are kind of poop here, and then it's just super cold. <laughs> and so, and then I'm, I have a huge fright from the ocean, too. So I just, it's like, you know what? No thanks. And the water is super, it's always been really murky and dark here, too. So it's even more sketchy. It's like in Hawaii, oh. it, it can be very transparent, you know? Like it's very mm-hmm. clear. So you can see, yeah. like, if there's something around you. But here it's like, it's like death. <laughs> it's oh, all yeah, dark that's, and you're I mean, like, <laughs> it's not fun. Any of any of the lakes around here that aren't disgusting, which we actually live fairly close to a lake, but it's fucking just absolutely disgusting as shit. <laughs> never, you never slim, swim in it because it's just nasty as fuck. There's like signs up that say like, don't eat the fish from this lake and pregnant women shouldn't <laughs> swim in it. It's just fucking terrible. <laughs> But wow, even the lakes been... that are nice around here, they're not like crystal clear. Like there's, they're fucking like murky, and there's like you know like seaweed and shit. It's not like beautiful Hawaii where it's just like crystal clear. You could just drink the water. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. But yeah, <laughs> you might. Know it. you it's might like somebody taking it. a shit like three three feet up off <laughs> the stream that you're drinking from. <laughs> so dogs just fucking have sex how I in picture. it, <laughs> giving <That's> birth. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an illustration of that Hawaii, scene <laughs> have you been before mm-hmm. have you been no yeah just, nope. just check it out never it's cool been out there aren't plane tickets like insanely fucking expensive i'd go there but it's sort of like well what's ex- i've heard plane expensive t- to you i don't know are they like a thousand i assume they were like a thousand no, it's bucks. Not. no way no I mean, even from, from here, though, I'm not, in, I'm not, not on the fucking West Coast. All you'd have to do is jump to L.A. and then bounce over there. So I, I can't imagine it being, um, if you buy on like a non like crazy time, I, it's probably like 500 bucks. Oh, that's not terrible. Yeah, not too bad. It but, definitely seems yeah. like it'd be cool. I honestly, I've never really gone any place that's like super like tropical like i've never i mean i've been down to like florida and shit but i've never been down to like the bahamas or jamaica or like you know hawaii or any place that is like very tropical or whatever so it definitely <laughs> definitely be interesting yeah i'm looking at the map right now because i'm like where the fuck is wisconsin again because i know it's up by michigan <laughs> i know it's up by michigan because america is so huge man i mean you really get to understand how big it is when you go to like europe and stuff you realize how small like how oh, like yeah, countries so crammed together yeah you, you countries are as big as like the farts of our states you know it's like <laughs> it's like yeah. they're the country we have is huge so i'm looking at i'm looking up on the map and it, for some reason it reminds me of uh you ever listen to hip-hop much like underground hip-hop like atmosphere slug any of that stuff because i think he's from there i think he is Ooh. and there's a guy named atmosphere he does like hip-hop I haven't heard of it. Well, I know you like Flying Lotus and stuff, so you're into like... Yeah, I I do listen to a lot of stuff stuff. like that, but it doesn't sound that familiar. 
He's from Wisconsin, from Milwaukee. I think so. I think he comes from Wisconsin because he, or Minneapolis or something, like in that area, Minnesota, like that whole, like, uh, what do you call that? Like north, mid, Midwest. Midwest, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like northern, though. So it's up towards the the Canada border. But yeah. Yeah, you are up there. And it's all malls up there, huh? They have like the mall of yeah. America or some shit up there. Well, that's that's. I mean, we're five hours Minnesota, away from though. that, so that seems like it's kind of far away. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The lakes there, though. <laughs> yeah. And you're and you're in Wisconsin. Is that where you guys are at? Yeah, we're in um, Luna. It's about forty-five minutes south of Green Bay, about an hour and a half north of Milwaukee. So if I want to go see anything like cool, like a show or something, usually they don't even go to go to Milwaukee half the time. So it's it's driving down to Chicago, and now you're looking at like four hours. Oh yeah, Chicago here is pretty so, rad though. Yeah, it's cool. It's just kind of a fucking like. It's, you know, kind of a <laughs> if you want to go see the Matrix, you have to drive five miles. Well, five, I'll five hours. Yeah, <laughs> just I mean. <laughs> There's movie theaters. No, it's it is kind of true though. I mean, there's movie theaters, but any sort of like indie type thing, it you are yeah. driving to Madison or Milwaukee. So if I wanted to see, you know, I can't remember the last one I wanted to actually drive down there. Oh, I went down to see that um, Schenectady, New York, or whatever, a couple years ago, or a year or two ago, or whatever. Oh yeah, so the guy. Like, okay. uh, I, I haven't seen I that. I hear cool things about is. it. Yeah, he uh, yeah, was, he did a. Uh, he did John Malkovich too, didn't he? Yeah, or, what's the, I can't remember the writer's name, whatever. But that's what I want to see. It's, and it's all like, that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, um, you know, it's like okay, I got to drive a fucking hour and a half, you know, one way. <laughs> see, maybe it makes it worth it though. It makes it better. Yeah. Yeah. I'd much <laughs> be able to drive fucking fifteen minutes to see a goddamn movie that I want to see. Yeah, we have that kind of similar thing in 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 San Diego too. Like I have to drive down into the city to go see uh, um, like indie films and stuff. Like uh, I wanted to go see Under the Skin, but it's a bit a bit ways away, so I have to go um, out of the suburbs and shit and go drive down there, but it's not as bad. It sounds as you though, but I think that's kind of like how it is for most things. That's why it's interesting. I think, um, with the computer and, you know, iTunes and all that stuff, like if you just have patience, you could just wait. But sometimes I like that theater experience because you can't, you just can't get it anywhere other than Mm -hmm. a theater. It just smells like musty old farts and popcorn oil and shit. And you're just like Mm -hmm. sitting in some shitty seat and (laughs) you know, you're observing this thing with like loudspeakers and big screen and it's, there's nothing like that experience, you know? So. Oh yeah. I would love to like, I mean, that's the other thing. It's so fucking expensive now to like go see movies, but if it was cheaper and I mean, obviously now it's not terribly convenient with the level one, but but I love going to see movies in the theater too, especially you know if it's something like a big action movie or something like that. Yeah, definitely would prefer to see that in the theater than anywhere else. But yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely definitely not always possible. How dare you, Jan? How dare you? <laughs> Are you staying up late? You're gonna make everybody tired. 
It's con- it's, well, uh, I'm contagious. two hours ahead of you, so it's five o'clock. I mean, that's pretty close. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> fucking old guy. <laughs> five, <laughs> it's five o'clock in the afternoon, people. It's not even dinner time. <laughs> this guy's checking out. <laughs> He's been clicking the mouse. Uh, it's um, what's the last movie that you saw that you're really into? Um, what did I see? Um. We just watched, we we took a long, we haven't, like, we just got her on this sleep schedule, so there was a long time where we didn't really have time at night to watch a movie. I usually go to bed at, like, 9, 9.30 pretty early and then get up really early. Okay. Um, so we didn't have a ton of time for, like, watching movies. So I'm, like, way fucking behind on movies. Um, we just watched Wolf of Wall Street and Mud. Oh, Mud? Yeah, yeah we watched yeah. Mud last weekend or a couple nights ago or something yeah which is okay matthew mcconaughey is his name right he's the guy in there yeah kids were amazing Um, those kid actors are fucking killer in that movie yeah the kids were definitely good so rare to have that they're like it's like watching uh stand by me like that level Mm -hmm. you know Um, yeah yeah and i haven't watched we're gonna watch wolf of wall street tonight i've been hearing a lot of good things about it It seems interesting so it sounds like there's a lot of funny scenes it's and that I didn't expect that. I didn't expect it to be so funny. And I guess I have, you know, obviously with Scorsese, I have pretty, pretty fucking high expectations. So yeah, it was. Everybody It does. was definitely. I don't know. I. Yeah. It was good, but it wasn't like. It was definitely not my favorite thing that he's done. Not by. Sure. By a long shot, but. I don't think that, that they should consistently make the same thing, though. You know, or like. It's really challenging. I had that same thing with uh, the guy that made There Will Be Blood and then The Master. Yeah. It's like, I love them both in their own way, you know? Like, I realize that they're completely different departures and in different ways of explaining a story and telling it, but I, like, appreciate them both equally in their own right, you know? Like, one's obviously, like, my favorite, but uh, Mm -hmm. it's just interesting, you know? Yeah, P.T. Anderson, that's another one of my, like, you know, all-time favorite directors. So it's, like, my expectations for those movies. I mean, it's almost, they're almost, like, unrealistic expectations. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, when like, you... Re- okay, I mean... <laughs> What's your favorite of his, make, then? Uh, probably Magnolia, I would say. Yeah, Magnolia that's a good one. Boogie Nights, I would say, are okay. definitely... Probably Magnolia or Boogie Nights are probably two of my all-time like favorite movies of of any movie. Yeah, he's definitely okay. probably top top five, top three directors for me. Um, yeah, I like his stuff a lot too. I, I for me, it's no uh, there will be blood, but uh, I think that uh, there I need to go rewatch those films as well. I, I often forget like the certain like depth and quality to these things. And what's interesting oh, about so like us talking about yeah, what's interesting about us talking about these things is like we kind of do the polar opposite to what these guys do, you know. And mm-hmm. it's interesting because they're telling story with actors and, and live action and all that kind of stuff and it's a whole different category where like we're doing design and that kind of like nerdy facet and stuff. Do you find that this kind of these outside sources of inspiration are they give you creative like ideas and stuff or like where did your where, uh, do you, where do you get like your your main hub of that aside from like you know the surface level pinterest kind of shit um not really like stuff like that it 
it feels like just so different from anything I'm doing that yeah. besides overarching like like sort of the feel of the movie and all like those movies have a certain sort of feel or like uh you know a Darren Aronofsky movie will have a certain sort of like feel to it you know or like there might be tiny things that just very broad ideas you know like Darren Aronofsky obviously with uh, you know like Requiem for a Dream like the very quick cuts like that was like oh I could make you know stuff that had very quick cuts stuff like that had um like an impact on me but in terms of getting inspiration from those movies I would say it's not a ton just because it it like you said it's so fucking different from the like stuff that we do so yeah it's a total departure you know and it, and it's something that I can't it doesn't I don't know like I know I know nothing about that because I, you've worked on you know big fucking like movies and shit like that so I think you understand well I'm I don't think I'm positive you understand that process whereas I look at a movie like that and, and it's like I have no fucking clue how that got made like I just, <laughs> I don't even fucking know like like how a fucking script gets made into this or that like I don't that that is so foreign to me. It's just like, Meh? it's just like it's this thing on the screen. I don't know where it came from. I don't know how the fuck it was made. Yeah. So it's 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 not something I can like relate to that much. I I feel like I view movies and like shit like that just like anybody else who knows nothing about. It's kind of cool though. There's a beauty to that movies. ignorance, you know. Yeah, there's a beauty to that ignorance. It's almost like you're really in that dream state because it said that your brain interacts and 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 reacts to movies the same same way it does when it's dreaming. So it's mm-hmm. like you're almost like you're in an honest dream, rather like where I'm in a dream and I'm criticizing, analyzing every fucking thing about it, you know. So it's like mm-hmm. it's almost like I'm in a dream with too much power or something, or I have too much knowledge of the, what how the dream's constructed, you know. So so I can't really enjoy the dream, basically, you know, like fully, you know. But there are yeah. directors, there are directors, and there are films that that trick me and they pull me into it. And the, like like the a lot of people hate it for some reason. I don't know why. But uh, Tintin, I've like really enjoyed it because it was just like a fun, silly Spielberg movie. Like it was all over the place and like crazy and like a fun, ex- ex- a fun adventure and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And Pixar yeah, films like do that, that too for me as well. So. Yeah, I, like I guess that, that makes two of us. Was, yeah, it, it definitely. I haven't heard that many people, and I thought the like quality of the like, like those movies. I I have a little more of like an understanding. It still seems like how the fuck did you like make a three D movie with this sort of like production? It seems like it's like I don't know. I, I I can't I can't like fathom the scope of like a two hundred million dollar fucking three D animated movie like. It's yeah. very hard for me to to like break that down into something my brain can like manage. I read somewhere that that crazy chase scene, that whole like where he's jumping through the buildings and the buildings are falling, the tanks and everything. It's like super crazy. That I don't know if you remember it, mm-hmm. but I heard yeah. I heard somewhere that that whole that just that shot, that sequence took a year mm-hmm. to make or something like that, or four years or some ridiculous amount of time. Yeah, and that's four years of times like how many people's lives. And these yeah, are people who are, crazy. like, fucking A-level, like, yeah, top of their high. fucking game, like, <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was pretty freaking amazing. I actually met the um, the visual effects supervisor 
the one that lives in the States here, I met him uh, at like a crazy party thing. And it was interesting talking to him too. It's just uh, because he was like, he was in charge of like how the water looked and the sims of everything and all these like, how the the ocean looked turned into the sand and all the particles and stuff is like fuck man like that's your job for like a year and a half or two years or three years or something it's like fuck that's so crazy (laughs) it's really crazy i think the with film it's like there's so much effort into like just small sections like seconds of things you know oh yeah when you when you have that there's like something interesting that happens, you know, like it's all different levels of art that are created from it. But that's definitely one of those interesting translations. It's like three years of somebody's life could be translated into like 30 seconds, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, so yeah, it's, it's mind boggling. So when you worked on those, those films, like Ender's game or, you know, any of the other ones, did you like how early had they already shot the film? Like, I don't even understand. Yeah, every job's different. They're all different. Like, I can equate a job like that is to being the same as with a relationship. You know, everybody's got their different needs and desires, so they're completely different. Like, you have to pretty much close one book and open the other one entirely in order to, like, experience it properly. So, like, so for Total Recall, they had already shot the film. So it had already been shot. And usually they don't do that. Usually they... I guess they went to like a design house to to have them do some of the graphics, but the, I guess the director wasn't pumped on it, so they reached out to me, and then that's when the relationship started. And so they gave me all the plates and all the scenes that needed to have design and and stuff into it, and then that's when I went went to town and just created a bunch of weird shit, you know. That just seems so weird, like that they would just be like, "Oh, we're just gonna shoot this shit with like." I don't know, whatever, we'll fucking figure it out later. Like, I, that just seems That's, very yeah. odd to me. Well, then on the total polar opposite experience was with Ender's Game, where I was on it almost at the beginning of, like, the production, when I was, like, Sean Hayworth and Ben Proctor were, like, drawing the space station, and they had me involved there, and so I could create, like, what the user interface was, all the way up to where the OS works how it works and where it goes, you know, so, and the, mm-hmm. the theology and the, the functional systems and the topography and all these things and the design of everything, you know, and honestly, it's like what you see in the film is like, I would like to think is like 10% of what I was going for, had envisioned or built and constructed. So like, it's only like 10% of the idea, which is usually the case. So with these things, you know, what do you so, mean? 10% in terms of it's what? It's like, you're seeing 10% of what, like I was making. Okay, so you design so like, way more shit, and it just doesn't make the end, end film. No, yeah, it doesn't because it's not. It's I don't think it's. I think that almost all artists will complain and not complain, but have that same kind of situation where um, you, you there there's you create so much stuff, so much content, and only mm-hmm. so much of it has the reality to see the day based off of like financial restraints or constraints or like. Um, realistic constraints of just teams and people be able to do things, you know, like, like I had the idea I had was that the the system that Ender works in is uh, we as the audience members are seeing like his cerebral connections in his head, so like it's connecting with him, it's showing us in the world like his genius. It's not like just some screen. You're seeing like mm-hmm. the computational strength of his like of his brain interacting with himself so he's almost like watching himself thinking 
and he's interacting Mm -hmm. with it in this like really intricate like beautiful like dynamic it's like imagining like a mind of mozart when he's like creating music and you're seeing it Mm -hmm. being constructed because he's supposed to be a savant you know so Mm -hmm. it's an incredibly hard film to make i would never want to make a film like that you have kids you have zero g which is fucking impossible to film really they did an amazing job pulling it off uh, all they did a lot of it, or if not all of it, in uh, New Orleans because after um, uh, the Katrina hit, that mm-hmm. destroyed that state, and so there's a lot of tax incentives to have a lot of to b- basically bring work out there. So a lot of movie studios go out there and they get the huge tax break by mm-hmm. going out there yeah, and that's, filming their productions out there. That's actually the other thing I wanted to ask you about. What do you? What's your take on all this, like VFX, like subsidies and? that whole thing what what is it what is it what is your like take on that whole thing like the whole vfx you know protest thing oh well you know i just think it's shit business to be completely honest i think that everybody is at fault for this the artists and the business people um and In like terms i'm of, like well, it's all—it's hard to say, and I don't want to upset people, and because I don't know everybody's situation, I don't want to clump everybody into one thing and say everybody, you know, like you're an idiot. It's just not that. It's just—it's just like I relate. So I look at it broadly. I look at like artists usually uh, are tend to be a bit like myself included tend to be, especially in the beginning, tend to be uh, um, uh, naive to the business of things, you know? So, so Mm -hmm. you allow yourself to get fucked over easily because you don't, you're sensitive, you're emotional, right? Because good artists Mm -hmm. are emotional. You're, you, you base your, your experience off being emotions because selling your emotions, your ideas come from emotions. And so Mm -hmm. when you are trying to meet halfway at the business sense, it's very challenging. So a lot, there's a, there's a weird thing that happens there. And so there's the logical side of people and then there's the emotional side of people. So artistics, Artistic people usually tend to be on one side of the spectrum other than the other, you know, and it's rare to have both mm-hmm. of them. If you can have both of them, you're really smart. So so what I'm saying is that myself included, um, it's like it's easy to get fucked over because it's like, hey, you want to work on this job? Of course I do because mm-hmm. I'm really passionate about this stuff and blah, blah, blah. You know, months later, I need to get paid. No money's coming in. You're fucked. And it's like, you know, it's that's a bad situation. So I think in general, a lot of artists in general just need to respect themselves a little bit more, respect their time, and respect what the industry is, you know. But mm-hmm. and then with the money side, I mean, it's challenging, you know, it's it's uh, I was talking about this on the last podcast It's really challenging, I think, to to run a business that does visual effects, especially the way it's been done so far, you know. It's like mm-hmm. um, Scott uh, Scott Ross. It's freaking my mind's all messed up, but he was he's been kind of really on the forefront of a lot of this stuff, especially after the Life of Pi thing came out and stuff. And it's like um, visual effects is, are bigger than the big biggest actor nowadays. You know, people won't oh, go yeah, see for it. sure. So it's like it needs to have the respect that it that it has that it that it gets you know but it's uh-huh. it's like it doesn't like the the life of pi was like the perfect example of what that was like like i was laughing i was saying the do like the D- director of photography for life of pi i think got an oscar but if you look at the shots before the cg it looks like shit it's like kid fucking filmed it you know like i'm not trying to talk well, crap i'm sure they I'm sure the guy did a great job but it's like without that 
crazy group of amazing, amazing artists, like fucking amazing, because that movie looked phenomenal as far as a CG point of view. It looked like fucking amazing. It's crazy that they pulled it off at all. And Mm -hmm. because they did, it's like, because they did and they did such a phenomenal job, it's like the company went under. It's like, whoa, whoa, like how is this possible? And people that shouldn't have got credit for it, did get credit for it and it's like really weird but i don't like i said I, I'm, I'm worried about making my opinions because i don't know every story i don't know these people directly yeah i don't know them no, like know. you know but from yeah, my no. standpoint I, I, I'm, I'm just i'm just a guy in san diego i'm just an island you know like on my own i'm not part of some like artist guild or some kind of union shit or anything like that i'm not the, oftentimes i'm asked that too and i'm like no why would i be there's no need to be that person i just I got plenty of people reach out to me and I pick the jobs that I feel I'm best suited for. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be a part of some like club. There's nothing there's a necessary need for. I think that makes sense why why people do that. It, it helps create like a barrier between them and, 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 and certain things and it, it protects them. But um, I just, I don't know. I have my yeah, opinions it's... on all that stuff though. So what do you think would be, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I mean, what do you th- think would be or where do you see this going? I guess maybe is a better question. Because huh. it just seems well, like it's like I don't know. Films, films. It's so uh, necessary to films, but I, it just doesn't seem like this. Like people are getting thing? so pissed. Yeah, it just doesn't seem yeah. like it's like sustainable. Maybe I don't. I don't even know. Maybe it well, is. Well, it's an oversaturated thing. There's a lot of people that are doing it. So it, there, it, there's always going to be talent. I think. I think what the big thing you're talking about is the big thing, which is like what films are, what they're becoming, what they are now, like how much crappy films are out nowadays that cost millions of dollars. Um, the Hollywood product, the Hollywood model, um, distribution, no, all that kind of well, stuff. No, I was. I was just more talking about it from the VFX like thing in terms of people people getting pissed and and I don't sure. know. And then well, they're, they're craftsmen VFX, and women, you know. Yeah, they're craftsmen and women that are doing this amazing work and like, you know, they're basically making these films like palatable because without them they'd be complete bullshit because usually the stories are complete crap. You know, or the, the scripts are just bad. And it's not yeah. like uh, my favorite movies are when they're perfectly balanced. You use the visual effects as a tool. Like a perfect example of that um, is in Black Swan is uh, the guy uh, is an Aronofsky film, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Aronofsky, Aaron Aronofsky. So, um, but they're, the ending sequence of the film, if you haven't seen it, don't listen to this. I but, haven't seen it. Don't tell me. Okay, I, so I won't. That is the one film of his I have never seen. You have to watch it then. Uh, it's one of my favorites of his. I mean, Pi has got to be my favorite of his, I think. But, you know, you, you either love or hate his films. But definitely watch that. But it, it's just, when you see it, you'll see exactly what I mean by this. It's like, you take, you you make you make a really great script. You make a really cool mm-hmm concept and then you use the visual effects as a tool for where it needs to be you don't like you don't try to cover up that you didn't plan it yeah exactly you don't use it as like the main thing and uh and that's really um i think that's where visual effects should be but yeah but as far as people i mean dude it's going to continue it's it's too it's moving too fast too many people are interested in it It'll, it won't change. It's not going to change. I don't think personally. I think, yeah, I think because I, you'll you'll have a business. You'll you'll have a business that they'll go. We need to make this movie. They say, okay, 
okay, so this is how it works, I think, from my perspective. You, you, got, you, have, a, you have a writer. The writer goes, I'm going to write this fucking story. It's going to be killer. It's going to be called whatever, XXX. Okay, I get a director. The director is like, I like your story. Okay, let's go to the production house. Okay, let's try and sell this to the studio. The studio says, hey, I like this. I think we can get a return on this, blah, blah. Okay, let's get the casting going. Get the actors in there, and then you get all the pre-production, all that stuff. You get everything going. And then you go, okay, well, we have three weeks to make this film or three months or whatever and we need this visual effects shot let's go start bidding it out to these houses everything in the state says hey it's going to cost 40 million dollars or blah blah and there's a place in india or another place in somewhere else around the country that produces the same amount of work and say hey it's 20 million and uh so that cuts everything out from here it's a it's it's just the industry it's the world industry and so yeah. no matter what there's going to be people that are going to want to do this work because people want to make cool shit they want to be seen yeah. you know artists especially have enormous egos we want us we want people to know who we are you know like myself included and everybody else that i collaborate with is the same thing and so it's just never it's like it's like one of those things that's just like it's like gravity i don't think it's going to change because the ego you know it's like it's never going to go yeah. away so yeah it's it's, it's tough i th i think they think you hit it there that it, it seems like at the end of the day, it's just there's too many people that want to do this work. So yeah, so if and you can't you've compromise got a shit ton it. of people that if you've got a shit ton of people, it's sort of like well they can cherry pick, and it's like who will do it for the least amount of work. If you want to work exactly. on fucking cool projects, you're probably gonna you know you're gonna make up for that somewhere else, and that's probably you're gonna be treated like shit and get paid like shit or whatever. Yeah, there's a definite Which sucks, shift, but though. it's just. Well, I had a, I had a call with a client. Probably even shouldn't say this, but I don't really care. But this guy, this random person, just uh, was asking me like, "Well, how do I explain to my producer why we need you?" And I'm like, "Well, I don't know what to say to that." Like I said, either you want something cool or you don't. Like I don't really like I. I it was kind of weird because I'm like, I don't want to be a dick, but I'm like, look, I'll give you this. Like I said, why would would you have a, a your carpenter fix your plumbing? It's like. You want a specialist for this stuff, and a lot of people, especially with the user interface kind of crap, which is weird because I not like this isn't my thing. It's just like somehow like I got the opportunity and I just did my best and somehow it worked out. But mm -hmm. like I have to like explain this to people because it's like I said, I said it's like you know in a movie say okay in the script there's a spaceship right we have to design what the spaceship looks like because we have to shoot in it. And then, and mm -hmm. but with the technology and the UI stuff, if people still don't get it, it's like, no, it's the same thing. You have to design it. You have to make it. You have to create yeah. it. It's just the same thing. But people, it's weird. People don't get that like at all. Like in the abstract it form, just it's like, yeah, they're just like, oh, it's. But that's the internet. Just put that that's in computers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, can't you just like screenshot that? It's like, no, you have to like pick that font, and if you use that font, you have to give like rights to that fucking font creator unless you buy it, and then they say it's okay to use it here and there. It's like, there's so many things attached to these like projects, you know, like they're mm -hmm. they just get so massive, you know, and so and it's a it's a matter of like with the scale that you want it to be involved with, you know, so. But absolutely, the industry is a bit fucked based off of like supply and demand. It really is, you know, and and yeah. uh, it's it's fucked. It's how you look at it, though. Like, you know, I'm able to support my family. I'm out here in San Diego. I'm not connected to the hub, really. Um, but I'm still able to work on films and do whatever I want. So it works out, you know. So it's and, but that's my choice. I sacrifice a ton. I work my fucking ass off, you know. So. You know, it, it's it, I earn people's trust to the highest extent that I can because I want to I want to make great shit. You know, like I want to make people proud. So mm -hmm. that's my choice. So is that what you would? Is most of what you work on 
um, like feature film type stuff, or do you do other other projects as well, or is that? Uh, yeah, I try to do everything. You know, like right now, I'm trying to transition into creating my own like book, I guess, like the whole Lost Boy thing. So that's a the whole Lost another monster. Yeah, so I guess. Maybe what monster. would you prefer to? What what do you like doing more? Do you like doing more of the like illustration type stuff like that? Or are you like doing more like of the VFX stuff? Or I think it's a bit of both, really. It could be, I'm kind of like like you're saying and how you do it. It's like you draw and you also create this stuff. It's like it's mm-hmm. like what I'm interested at the moment, I guess. You know. So I mean, some some days I'm like, fuck this. I just want to draw. You know, and that means mm-hmm. I just want to be by myself creatively. And then other days I'm like, fuck, I want to collaborate and make like write a film and go do that. So, because like right now I'm writing films. I'm working with my friend Anthony on a bunch of stuff. We just finished oh. the off the off title sequence, which is really killer. I'm super proud of that, which says That's a lot awesome. because I usually I usually hate everything that I do. So I'm like really proud of our collaboration. It's I think it's our best work yet. So I'm super proud of that. It's just well, a big sweet. departure from every anything. It's a really cool feeling to have that. You know, it's like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I could go through my whole life without having that, but I'm so thankful. Like at 31, I'm able to have that. You know, it has it happens every once in a while, but something this big, it's really cool. And oh yeah, those titles sh- are definitely. I mean, those are huge. I remember the like that post pan that one post panic did. I've watched that a fucking billion times. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, um, Michelle and our two three years ago or whatever. Michelle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, Post Panic did one. I mean, all the people did. Like, The Mill did one. Prologue did one. Uh, which was really crazy for me when they reached out to me and just asked me to do it. Like, well, I'm just like a person. So, mm-hmm. but uh, I, re- I respect that they did that, you know. And so, with that in mind, I was like, all right, well, let's do it. <laughs> and then I That's hit up awesome. uh, my creative, like, twin, my friend Anthony, who's like one of the most talented people I've ever met. And, it was time to create it, and so we've just been working on it. But it's been a really amazing experience because, like, I've worked on films and all that stuff, but I've never gone through this level of doing it, which is, like, creating it and writing it with Anthony. You know, like, came from a dream, building out from the dream, writing a story mm-hmm. that makes some, like, interesting sense and then also keep it very ambiguous and then yep. building out from there and then, uh, you know the pre-production, the building everything out, the concepts of all these things, and how we're gonna do it, and then even going on to like Craigslist and trying to find props and shit, you know, all the way to like mm-hmm. helping produce it, and then be on location, and then seeing everything behind the glass. It's like, oh my god, this is the fucking thing. This is ridiculous. Like, that's it's awesome. like, I mean, if you have a chance to do anything like this, I would fucking highly recommend it. It's the most challenging thing I've ever done in my entire life creatively. It's the most mm-hmm. taxing thing. But it's the most rewarding when it works out. It's like pretty, oh, yeah, like it's phenomenal. It's like, oh my god, it's like really here, you know. And every time we call action, I just get giddy, you know. It's like, oh, I just said action. People are people are like moving around. This is cool. Like this is actually like this is working. <laughs> so no, it's really cool. But I mean, when yeah, like that? you. Uh, I'm gonna release it probably on the twentieth. So we're gonna, it's gonna go up, or um, flying to Barcelona next week. So, and so we're gonna go out there and release it there on the seventeenth, I think. And then, oh, at uh, the like, at the actual in Barcelona. Uh, I forget that these are made for like a thing, because it's just kind of like, oh, <laughs> they've just kind of become these like little like short, you know, short sweet little short films, and it's like, oh yeah, there's like words on. The, oh yeah, I guess there's this is like actually for <laughs> yeah. an it's actual for a event. event. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's for a speaking event of all these like talents from around the world that like collectively get together and exchange ideas and. Well, and that's the other thing. Like, I've never been <laughs> one of those. I've never been to off. Never been to you know flash on the beach. Now, you ever go to one of those? Like, would, would no, that's go? what I'm saying. I've never been to any of those. But would you go? Oh, would I go? Yeah, I think yeah. it would be awesome. I would love to go. They sound like they're. I think it would be super sweet to go to yeah. those. I think, I think it'd be good for you. I, I, don't, I don't really cool. even know what they are fully. Like I, well, it's just like people I, go and talk. I imagine, you know? but it's sort of like, I don't know. It's just, I've never been to something like that. It seems like it would yeah. be. Seems like it would be very cool, though. Just like a creative panel, you know. It's like people just. But talking I mean, are about they just projects, talking? So. Are they talking more like abstractly? Like it's not really like. I think it's just like, like people talking about like their projects and stuff. No, F5, I don't think so. Blah blah. blah. <laughs> well, that's more like I think. Um, workshops and stuff so that's different from these okay. events where it's like hey everybody that's in the industry let's all get together and like just kind of talk about what you're doing and what we're doing and let's watch this title made by these dipshits you know so <laughs> yeah and, and like that's the cool thing it's like the other thing is that um we are very happy with what we made so happy that we don't give a shit what people think which is great because then it's like there's a freedom in that feeling where it's like I, I respect what my peers feel and think, but at the to a certain extent, I'm just making art and like I don't really care, you know. And it reminds me of like when I was in high school and I'd just make stuff, and mm -hmm. uh, people would be like, "That's gay." And I'm like, "That's cool because I don't give a fuck what you think." So <laughs> I feel like that kid again oh, because sad. when when you're working in the industry though, like you constantly like, "Does this work? Do you like this?" And so it's nice to have that like, "Hey, this is mine." this is ours, we are making it, and we don't care, you know, we're just making it yeah. because, like, this is what we want to make, you know, there's a beauty mm -hmm. in that, I guess, so. No, I but. definitely feel the same way, I would much rather make something that I like, everybody else hates, than everybody else <laughs> likes, and it's kind of like, that sucks, I don't. Yeah, because, like, you, yeah, it reminds you every you feel, time. I feel you fake when somebody, when people yes. like things, and it's sort of like, I know deep down, it's like, nah, this sucks. This is like this sucks. Yeah. So it just yeah. makes me feel like when they say like, "Oh, I like that," it's kind of like, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> hold much weight for me. Sure, sure, yeah. There's a level to it. Down, I think. It's like, <laughs> but I mean, I think yeah. it's. I think it's tough because you know everything's obviously so subjective that it's, it's just so sort subjective. Of like, okay, exactly. Well, it's just, it's a fucking whatever, especially, you know, the things that I do, most of it is just abstract bullshit. So it's like, okay, either you liked these fucking set of cubes doing whatever, or you didn't. Like, it's, I don't <laughs> there's, there's even more so no right answer, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, no, absolutely right, man. And I think that's the beauty that lies with all that kind of stuff, you know? It's like, um, it's the multiple layers of exposure and what those things lead to you know it's like you do this thing and then you you're like blah and then it like it blows up in a bunch of people it like becomes this thing it's like one that's like been the funny joke between anthony and i is he i think he was i don't know spent a couple of days he did this one commercial for like the winter olympics or something and it mm -hmm. was like a it was like had the luge guys and it and it was like 
they're kind of making fun about like how the sport's kind of gay, but we all know it. So mm-hmm. it's like not, it's like a big deal, but it's like these two losers and like, they're like getting ready to do it and they're like thrusting together. And it's like, don't you love me? Ba- <laughs> don't you love me? Baby's a soundtrack, whatever. And he and like, Anthony is a really capable person. He's made really great things. And, and this is like thing that he like made in the weekend with like no budget just for like a nonprofit. And like, mm-hmm. it blew up. It went like viral. It went on like Jimmy Kimmel and shit. And I was laughing oh, with him. I said, dude, what if, like, you get completely famous just only from one thing and it's that thing? It'd be so fucking ironic because, like, you know, he, like, killed himself to make his short film, you know, and it got such a little bit of exposure. But it's, it was, like, so funny to see the thing that he makes in two days blows up and becomes this, like, crazy viral thing, you know. And it was, mm-hmm. it's just, you never know what's going to happen when you create these things, you know. And that's why yeah. I always preach that, like, if you're going to do anything, make sure it's, like, your soul's intent to make whatever that is because, like, you never know how people are going to interpret it, you know. So, and at the end of the day, if you if you put your all into it, it's like, hey, like, I fucking put everything I have into it. So, if, like, if you want more out of it, I just don't know what to tell you, you know. Like, I've done everything that I can, you know. So, there's no excuses, so, yeah, and I think yeah. I think that's interesting because I feel I mean I I agree with that on some level, but I think sometimes I almost take the opposite approach of like like obviously because I'm you know doing stuff every single day, so it's like I have to sure. fucking release something by the end of this twenty four hour period. It's like that's not yeah. always going to be something that I think oh this is you know super great. But I think it's interesting to see that, like, it affects other people, and it's sort of like, if I wouldn't have released that, you know, it might inspire somebody else to have some other, you know, idea or, you know, point them in some direction, and they might get something out of it that I don't see. So I think there's, to me, I see value in not sort of, in just kind of putting stuff out, and I see it as... It can it you you never like you said you never know like what people are gonna think of that, and it's yeah. like even like sometimes it's it's almost like I want to like it obviously I would prefer to like it but it doesn't it almost doesn't matter sometimes. Well, I at guess least with you the, there's like, like a level project of involvement. that I have. Yeah, well, like for you, like I was saying, I think that's like a level of involvement. If you're doing it every day, it's like a, like I said, it's like almost like I relate it to like a sketch. It's like not every sketch is going to be like your fucking best work. But if it's something that you spend a year on or a half a year and you're constantly thinking about it, it's becoming this massive thing. Then by all oh, means, yeah. you're using you're using real estate that you never get back, which is time, you know. So you'll never get you back that time. So make sure that you're putting as much as you can into it. But on the daily yeah. basis of just like having that like release, creative release, absolutely. That's different, I think, um, completely on the construct of like, you know, where that sits in line with like, you know, how serious you take that, you know? So, and it's like, I be, it's kind of, what's interesting though, is like every day I was doing like a lost boy drawing when I was, when I told myself I'd do 275 drawings, I said, I was going to do one every day or two a day. And then I was going to get to that number because I needed, I needed to get better at art. So it was like, but it was like, I was building up for the, the experience to be better at art, like as being an artist basically, because I was like, ah, I suck. I need to draw every day in order to get better. So I guess there was an intention with that, you know, so, but I mean, we all create differently. That's what's also very interesting, you know, like you will go completely different. And I think that's, what's really beautiful personally when I see other people's work is like, oh, I didn't think of that. That's really cool. Or that's a really interesting, like jumble of things. And when I think somebody's being really pure with their intentions, that's when they really create something special, you know? And I think other artists unconsciously are attracted to that, which makes good art, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What that Lost Boys thing is that? 
because I don't. The other thing is that probably differentiates me from most designers is I don't read any anime or anything like that. <laughs> is that like yeah. a anime thing? <laughs> like, is it from anime? Uh, I no, don't it, well, know. it's 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 just me making my up my own shit. <clears throat> okay, it's and, not uh, like uh, it's not based on something. No, no, it's the characters. It's just, I mean, no, yeah, it's all it's all it's all just something that I've made up. Anthony and I are so going to start writing like actually a, the story. So we got like we have a really good. Behind? Yeah, we have a really nice, like, really sick, rough outline of what it's supposed to be, the story. And so... Of what the, like, um, these characters are? Exactly. The purpose and the reason of the images, you know. So, okay. Um, okay. so after May, we'll probably go and write the rest of it out just so that I can go, like, okay, well, this is here. I need to draw that. And we need to make this so that when it all comes together, it all makes sense. So, and okay. there's just, like, a whole different thing. But, no, I'm basically, like, creating a franchise. Like, I kind of want to do with, like like what Mike Mignola made with Hellboy or like Ashley Wood did with his art or like Todd McFarlane okay. did with Spawn. You know, like I kind of want to create my own shit. So Okay. I, I, can, yeah, I, I, can only, I, I can only work on other people's shit for so long before I go nuts, you know, so I have to do my own thing. No, that's sweet. I, did, I, I didn't realize that. I thought it was some, like, based... I thought you were drawing characters that somebody else had already envisioned, like the, like, Akira stuff or, like, more, like, fan art. I didn't realize these were those were characters that you had like made up that were just like totally, you know what I mean? To, to, yeah. Like trying to build a new like IP or whatever. Yeah. That's Which my IP. That's basically. definitely fucking sweet. I mean, that's oh, thanks, man. definitely, definitely an awesome, awesome idea. It's just fun. You know, I just have fun. It's like a big culmination of everything. Like a lot of people will see the different muse that I have that I'm pulling from. And it's mostly just my childhood stuff that I was interested in at the time, you know, like I was big on like reading comic books and I was like big into X-Men and Batman and stuff, you know? So, and I was mm -hmm. into like Frank Miller's Batman. And then when I get older, it's like Sin City and all that stuff. And then I got introduced to manga and stuff. It's like, oh, all the, you know, the amazing artists from Japan and stuff, like Akira and Ghost in the Shell and all the all the rest of those. So those are all like, it's like it's like you put all those together in a blender and you get, you get Lost Boy from me, you know. So mm -hmm. and it's like all the things That's that right. I love about it. It's like it's like a love affair. So, but yeah, I'm super excited. It's a whole different level of where I'm taking things in my life and it's like Stephen Pressfield's book helped me get there it's like and they eat that frog it's like hey if you want to do something like go make it happen you know don't be procrastinating do think something every day you know and make it happen so the whole kickstarter and stuff and, and creating basically seeing if I can create an empire out of this and build out from there you know so and if people That's are interested awesome. enough it'll happen but if not you know I don't care at least I like I'm putting the effort in and having fun and at the same time I'm getting better at art so that's like oh awesome yeah definitely exchange, it's know, like so. it's it can't if you're doing something that you like and at the end of the day you're like oh i made fucking 300 awesome drawings of these fucking gnarly dudes that you know and that's all it is that's where it ends it's like okay that's a fucking win because i just did what i want and like you said yeah you got better at drawing and shit and it's like okay i don't see how that could possibly fail if you're doing something you know what i yeah, mean yeah it's a win win, as long win. As you're, yeah yeah as long as you're yeah. doing something it's like the you can't control people's reception to it. You know what I mean? No, absolutely that's, not. Yeah. Yeah. It's and pointless lucky, to try. Yeah. I think that's when people get really fucked up is they, they think that like, that's why movies nowadays suck because they cost so much. There's so much risk that they're trying to 
they're trying to tend to an audience that doesn't exist really basically you know and they're like well you know women have like 15 to 35 are the biggest audience for this thing we need to have a love interest we need to have matt damon in it you know and blah 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 and then you just have this like compromise ball of shit and so you're absolutely right i think when if you were to sit down and start do your dailies and you go like i wonder what ash would like it would fuck mm-hmm. your brain up because you'd be like, I don't, you, you shouldn't have that in your head. You should be like, I just want to make what the fuck that Mike likes. You know, I want to make what I like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's really what this is. It's like, hey, this is me. This is me having fun. Like, I like to fucking draw robotic dudes with crazy arms fucking punching each other's faces off. That's like, for me, that's <laughs> like, that's my childhood. Like, I'd play with G.I. Joe's and like, I want like, you know, the fucking cobra kai are the cobra guys dude you know like all these guys fighting them and it's just like anger and, and angst and then these beautiful moments of like blissful like quiet you know and these just interesting stagings of things you know so it's like mm-hmm. i'm we're kind of combining it like i'm kind of i'm also pulling muse from like valhalla rising and like uh um like uh the highlander in all these movies as well i mean it's just like it's like a combination of all these things that i love and it's mm-hmm. so much fun you know so and if people, no, people are interested in this stuff, it'll it'll come to be it'll be what it is, and you know, like we just said, it's like I don't no, really I care think... if it just works or not. So oh, okay, the intention's gonna, good. You'll find plenty of people that are interested in that because I think it's such a such an interesting style with the like so it just has such a gritty gritty feel to it and so intricate details and such intricate like line work. I think it's it's. You could stare at one image for like, I don't know, just hours because it's got so many, you know, tiny, tiny little details and stuff. And that's that's the kind of stuff I'm drawn to is stuff that you that has such, you know, intricate details that you can, you know, just it has a lot of depth to it. You can you can spend a lot of time looking at it. OCD. You have it in your work, too. I think you like you like that madness of detail as well. It's OCD. Yeah, I think with, yeah. with some of the like bigger projects, I like to you know make them as dense with with ideas, especially because they're so you know short. It's like I'm not gonna make you know a ten minute thing because that's I don't have the fucking attention span to watch a ten minute thing on the internet. So yeah, it's like yeah. you know it's gonna be two minutes. Yeah, so, because yeah, exactly. that's that's the kind of shit I watch. If I look at something and I see it's fucking ten minutes, it's like pass. I'll watch something else. Yeah. So I think <laughs> cramming it with as much like fucking just ideas and and I guess that's just it ideas and you know I could sit there for ten hours if it's good yeah but that's me I mean I guess it's just well, a matter of what it is you know so but yeah I but with say, this visual visual porn though yeah it's it has a la- it has a shelf life you can't keep it that long because it's like it burns out quickly. And if it's well, just the I right think it time, it'll be on, perfect. Yeah, I think it depends on what it is. It's like, you know, I can sit down and watch an, uh, uh, you know, an hour and a half, two hour, three hour movie if I'm in that yeah. mindset. But when it's I'm, you know, too. like you're saying, like visual fucking porn on the internet, I, I would rather watch, you know, there, there's certain videos like that Cleoid video or like certain other, you know, short films or stuff that I've just watched over and fucking over and over. <laughs> and over. Yeah, just, yeah. Pausing it, taking screenshots of fucking like still frames, you know, like I watched it a million fucking times and I would rather have something like that that's like two minutes long, but I'm going to watch that thing fucking a hundred times than something that's like, 
you know, 10 minutes long and it's like, okay, is this over now? Like, I don't know. Totally. Well, you just know if you like it or not, there's a love affair you have instantly and you're, you know, like, yeah, same thing with the keloid as well. It's like, or just things like that, you know, and and they're all different, they're different exchanges of stuff. So that, those guys are a prime example too, of just like, Hey, we're, let's just go make something that we want to make, you know, and we have the ability to do so, you know, and, and like, have you, they have a lot of interesting stuff on their site. They're, they know how to render stuff so well. Like I hate them. It's oh like, yeah. How dare you guys learn how to render that good? Cause that looks like pretty damn close to real. Like fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I'm trying to have some of them on the podcast sometime. Where are they from? Uh, they're out in, they're going to gonna be kill me if I don't know it. I think it's like, out in Europe, obviously, but I can't remember the country out oh, okay. there. I, I think it's like For Spain. Some reason, I, I thought think. they were in like South America. Uh, I don't think so. Maybe they have a satellite place, but I'm not sure. Uh, probably just look on the internet and it'll tell me. Yeah. Let's see. No, Big it's definitely. And they're definitely yeah. one of my like favorite. I think I think it's just because I always come back to like robots for everything. It just seems like. It's like, oh, what should I do for this next short film? Oh, it should be something with robots. It's it's not even like a conscious <laughs> thing, but it just somehow like, oh, you know, I'll get halfway into it and realize it. it's like, oh, this is just another thing with robots. Okay. Oh, they're in they're in Barcelona. Okay, yeah. So they're yeah, that's all right. Yeah, they, did you see no, the okay, idiots one that they did with the little robots? Yeah, the, the iPhones media? and shit. I thought, was, yeah. I thought it was great. It was like, yeah, it's exactly it. You know, they nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Funny. It's I, I really appreciate when people are just able to create content at that level, though. Too, you know, it's just super high level. Um, oh yeah. Tons of work, tons of effort, and uh, it's cool too. Like my friend Aaron and uh, and then Greg, I've had them both on the podcast, but they help design like the yep. robots for Keloid and stuff, which is really cool. Oh yeah, as I've well. spent looking at those, looking at that. Um, Aaron Beck's blog and Greg Broadmore's blog. I have spent hours looking at some of those <laughs> content yeah. that they've done. The Elysium stuff and, and the stuff that they did for for um Big Lazy Robot. I have spent absolute fucking hours looking at that shit just because it's it's so so intricate and has so many like details that I mean they're definitely a a huge, huge uh influence on some of the stuff that I'm doing. Yeah, of course. How could they not? And that's been a kind of a big thing for them because like, uh, especially with Aaron, like, I mean, both of them, obviously they're both crazy creative minds, but like, uh, it's just the massness of influence that they have, you know, like everything from current day weapon technology to like ghost in the shell and stuff, you know? So if you, if you're influenced by them, you should be, you should check out their influences because like they're big on like the influences of, the technology from japan that's a big thing from the both of them as well um so they base a lot of like a lot of their muses it comes from that so have you ever seen ghost in the shell or like akira you ever seen those films? no i still haven't seen uh, it I, I feel like years ago it was like dude you need to watch this or whenever we like no it's talk. never too late man it's never I too know. late dude Dude, if you're, it's, I mean, it, li- you're into robots i mean i don't even know dude is it a movie or is it just oh my like God. episodes how dare I'm you? I'm telling like, you, dude, I don't know anything about fucking anime shit. Nothing. Okay, well, I mean, I'm not a big anime guy because I only like, like, the 2% of it, to be completely honest. Like, there's, I appreciate all of it, 
you know, into its own right, but there's, I only like a certain level of them and they, just because that's what they do for me. I'm maybe I'm just not like attuned to it. I have some friends that are just amazing. They actually draw anime and stuff, but, um, there's, there's a couple that you must see. And, and definitely at the top of these, like the list is like, is Akira and Ghost in the Shell, at least like Ninja Scroll. You have to watch those. I mean, they're just, they're like, they're perfect. Like they're so special and unique and just like so significant, you know, like, yeah, definitely like the high level of shit. Like it's weird that you don't, you don't even watch that. I think it would change you to be completely honest as a creative person. It changed, it changed my life basically when I watched those two films, they, they changed. They're super they were, old, aren't they? Are they? Yeah, man. They're, they're like the nineties. The eighties. Oh, nineties. Uh, I think Akira is. Uh, let me look it up. Let's see Akira IMDb. Um, let's see. Yeah, nineteen eighty-eight is when Akira came out, and you watch it. Try and imagine them making this in fucking late eighties. Just try and imagine it. Watch it like Blu-ray if you can, or like high resolution for both of those. It, they'll blow you away, man. Like if you're, if you, this is like this will be your bread and butter. I don't know why you haven't gotten the chance to give yourself the gift of enjoying these films because they're they're definitely like game changers, you know. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'll I'm stop sure. I'm sure I would it. probably, <laughs> I would probably see them and be and realize how much, like of the stuff that I sort of maybe take for granted came from these, you know, oh, yeah, in terms absolutely. of like concepts and styles and, and just overall yes. like ideas. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's a almost huge sometimes influence. when I go back and watch stuff like that, it's sort of like, well, this has been a, done a million times. You kind of forget that it's sort of like, well, wait a second. No, this was the first thing it's been done a million times since then. Yes. But this exactly. was the first thing that, you know, made this a, a theme or whatever or made this a something that everybody copied yeah you just have to be aware yeah, of the time scale and stuff so. yeah dude do it watch it and then tell me about like your experience like i had a that had the same thing happen with a friend of mine who's never is like he's like anime's gay i'm not gonna watch that you know he's just like this stuff's whack and I say hey okay i get it it's you know there's dragon ball z and then you have like <laughs> you have these like just amazing thing and 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 not to say dragon ball z isn't it's a whole different like it's like popcorn it's like this enjoyable experience that's its own thing and completely its own self but like for me just watch just just do me a favor and just watch at least ghost in the shell and then at least watch akira those two those two alone so akira will leave you kind of like at the end kind of like Donnie Darko will kind of I don't know if you've seen that you're just kind of like yeah what the fuck but at the same time you know you've been pushed and moved in a certain way and then Ghost Mm -hmm. in the Shell will do will give you more of a resolve so Mm -hmm. it's but um more of a concrete tangible message or takeaway maybe based on a concept but I won't tell you any more than that but I definitely highly recommend you watching it so and it'll and and then the the Ghost in the Shell project that I'm doing will make more sense to you too if you see it. So, but yeah, yeah definitely go to source out? material. Uh, I've been working on it for a year and it's coming out at the end of this month. So, been working on it yeah. with like a team of like twenty crazy ass twenty or plus crazy ass people from around the world. Like the craziest collaboration and like live photo shoot and like 
a pool with a fucking naked model and stuff is nuts, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is like uh, the off-title sequence in this Ghost in the Shell is, a, is the next level for what I'm doing. So, so I'm excited. It's going to be a, a series of like posters, or are you going to be able to like buy the posters, or how is that going to... Well, I don't own the rights, like, but you'll see. I can't talk about too much, because I don't want to ruin anything. So when it comes out, there'll be a... A whole different experience from it, but yeah, you'll see what it is. Wait a minute, it's what do you not... mean you don't own the rights? Oh, because it's like Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, I don't own the rights to it, and, and plus, like, I don't want to disrespect the content you... creators, you know. So, but from like a, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's like I couldn't like. I mean, I guess if I made it, it would only cover the cost of making it, you know. But that's still yeah. not right without their consent. It's just not right to do so. Um, who knows? Maybe it'll lead to that. It's I'm pretty. It's pretty cool, man. Like what we're doing. I'll I'll send you. I think I sent you like one example of just like a close up of one of the things. But um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting, you know. And it's it's I don't know. I'm excited. It's a. It's been. It's bled me dry this whole year just trying to get it done. So it's like the most taxing thing I've ever done. Well, it's good. You're. It's almost. Is it done now? You're just waiting to release it, or are you? No, it's, well, it's never done, you know, this shit, like, I could keep going on it for, like, years, you know, but, um, oh, yeah. it just, I just had to, like, put my fucking foot down, uh, and I've asked to have it done, like, three months ago, so it's, like, <laughs> every month it keeps getting pushed, and I'm like, dude, May, that's it, I don't care if it's not done, or not completely finished the way it needs to be, or if we have to drop certain shots, it's like, that's it, we're done with it, so. Yeah, I feel like, but, you know, I get those big projects, and to me, it really helps like setting deadlines and this is the first like the short the film i'm working on now like i i usually set a deadline when i can see the end of the project like okay i can see i'm roughly like two months out and then i'll set a deadline but before that it's kind of like whatever and this is the first (laughs) time i've been like okay i'm gonna set like little fucking milestones like okay this part of it needs to be done by the end of may this part of it needs to be done by the end of june and i think that's really helped me like focus and fucking make decisions and not get so hung up on like tiny ass little details that are like completely fucking invisible to anybody but me because there's you know so much fucking shit going on in every frame so yes i think yes. that's that's definitely one thing that's that's well, challenging be more productive yeah well you you know you i think for me and probably the same for you is that when you make this work, you think that your worst critic, which is yourself, is going to be scrutinizing it. So at that level, it's like because the inner critic of yourself is changing daily, that mm-hmm. it'll never be done because if you are basing it, that's how I do. I base off the worst critic inside myself. I go, well, that person would be like, well, that rim light doesn't look right because there's no source from here, you know? And and all mm-hmm. those things build up and then it becomes like this, like, ugh, this grueling monotony thing, you know, to do. But yeah. um, it's just setting a deadline though and being like, you know what, win or lose or whatever, it just has to be done. There's like a yeah. beauty in the joy of that, I think, you know, it's like, fuck it, it just, it's, it has to be done, and it's going well, to be done here, your, so. <laughs> yeah, and it narrows your choices in terms of like, okay, I could just fucking sit and dick with this and, you know, add this, yes. and, you know, stuff to it and add tiny details forever, Yeah. but at some point you gotta be like, okay, fuck it, like, I need to just choose, yes or no, this or that, yeah. like, move on. Yeah, exactly. And it just helps you get the thing done, basically. Because, you know, like, you, it's, you can have, 
like you can have an amazing product, but if it's not done, it's like our project, it's like nobody can experience it. And it just kind of, yeah, I guess it's, I mean, you can experience it, but when we're trying to share these things, it's like, it's a bummer when it doesn't go. Like I think, uh, Chris Cunningham's, I don't know with his story, but I know that he's been, he had worked on making Neuromancer and, and I think it didn't come through because maybe the same kind of thing. It's like got the best of him. I don't know the story, obviously. So I'm just like talking shit, but, uh, like he was supposed to create the Neuromancer film, and and mm-hmm. uh, I think it's probably like the details and the, the the vastness of making actual feature just got might have got the best of him, you know. So, mm-hmm. so that's why yeah, I always think it's like making a film is not easy. No, so, and it sucks. Or anything that like, big. Ah. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> like you look at like somebody like him and it's like what the fuck has he done for the last like fucking 10 years you know what i mean like yeah yeah how do you make know. a living just, yeah. Uh, yeah i mean i don't know it's just, not even that it's just more like fuck like he's you know so fucking talented and i mean anybody you know who grew up you know roughly our age and is into this kind of you know shit is i'm sure insanely fucking influenced by him or you know, loves his stuff, so it's sort of like to not have that voice for the last, you know, ten years. Yeah. Very sporadic, tiny projects when he was like so prolific through the like, you know, early two thousand, late nineties. It's just like ah, it sucks because it's you know, I would love to see, you know, more stuff from him. I'd love to see what what he could do. You know, now, with the technology now and the, like, tools available now and the, like, you know, ideas, yep. you know, his take on, you know, this or that now. It's just, it definitely sucks. People burn out, and you I know, think, so, but maybe he's, like, yeah. uh, maybe he's building himself up, so you never know. You never know or where this stuff goes. That, you know? Have you seen that jack or or whatever? I don't know <laughs> yeah, I did. It. Yeah, the robot, the robotic thing they use doing live yeah. music. Yeah, it's like, oh, that yeah. looked fucking sweet as hell, and it was just like kind of like a tiny video, of like, oh, here's this. It's like, ah, fucking make like a, like make that into something like I don't know, like more presentable to the internet, because I'm never gonna go over to fucking Austria and see it. Yeah, yeah, but that's almost like at his level, it's like, well, I'm at this level, you need to experience it, like in this way you come you to me then, yeah you know and that's i think that's yeah. when it gets kind of fucked up because uh yeah it's challenging you know it's challenging um when people make work at diff- different levels you know and, and and stuff so but yeah i i hear you and i feel you and i think these are lessons to learn for guys like us that you know are developing and growing every day it's like remember these things that we've had problems with or saw problems with other artists or creatives in you know at that time day and time you know so and remember not to be that kind of person if you can you know so unless you want to and you don't care you know so yeah and it might just be that maybe the all the effort they did it made him set up to where he wanted to be and he's fine just being comfortable you know so walking away yeah which is not i guess not nothing wrong with that either too so you know no no it's it's fine i mean i have no idea what's going on in his head or his life or anything it's just i want to see more fucking cool shit so it's like yeah i'm you know that's that's what i want to see well i see his influences and on a lot of people so i think it's almost like you're able to see like his influences through your work through the keloid big lazy robot dudes 
all the way into yes. like uh you know movies and stuff as well too so it's like almost like the work becomes immortal if it's that good you know like you know so oh absolutely transfers itself in time and stuff so mm-hmm. but sure dude it's your bedtime you need to go to sleep it is it is it's, I'm uh, well it's six o'clock the there you need yeah you need to drink some a warm glass of milk <laughs> you know have your wife read well, you a bedtime story that your depends on <laughs> put the sleeping mask on sleep apnea mask on not <laughs> the darth vader mask while you sleep <laughs> But um, was there anything that you wanted to make sure that we talked about before we ship off? Um, nah, I think I'm good. I think we pretty much covered everything and nothing, I feel like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how every podcast feels, though, to be completely honest. It's like, yeah, we talked about nothing, really, but we talked about everything. It's like, <laughs> I think it's because we cover a lot of stuff, but it's like not the stuff that you intended that's what yeah. I was telling you in the email. I was like, don't worry about it. We're just going to have a good talk. And then, you know, it's going to become what it is, yeah. you know? So, and it, that's what I all these conversations are. I think it's a cool format to just kind of fucking listen to a shoot couple the shit. Jokes, fucking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just have, just shooting the shit, you know, like having fun talking about what we're interested in, what we're, what we're focused on now and, and what we're going to be doing, you know, later on or whatever. So mm-hmm. for sure. But, well, dude, thanks again. It's been a while in the making. Yeah, I think it's been about you. six I months. It. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you're very welcome. The, uh, can't wait to see the rest of that shit coming out this month. Should be can't killer. wait to show you. You'll probably hate it. Like I said, it's be funny. So. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Awesome. And the same same to you, man. I'm looking forward to seeing all your projects. And everybody that's listening, uh, there will be links to the to all his work and what he's doing and up to. And um, you can follow him on Twitter, I'm sure. And uh I think that you Twitter is probably the best way to kind of get like a direct feed to you, right? Um, um or yeah, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, do you do the Facebook Tumblr, thing? I post all okay. that everyday shit on all the stuff, so yeah, we didn't even talk about Cinema 4D. We'll have to do that another time or something, but yeah, your love for Cinema 4D and stuff, and so my sweet yeah. burning love, your sweet, just fucking <laughs> man love for some floating orbs and glossy Fresnel <laughs> renders and shit. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, man. Well, get some sleep. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you too, man. Have a good day, dude. You too. See ya. Peace.